One of the most common things I hear women say about their bodies is that they want to feel good in their skin. They want their clothes fitting better. They want to feel good, healthy, strong. Well, friend, if that is you, after today's episode, you'll have the tools that you need to start losing fat and maybe getting those clothes fitting better too. Today, we are going to be doing part two of my Nutrition for Fat Loss series. Hey friend, welcome to the Effective Fitness for Women podcast, your go-to guide for practical weightlifting and nutrition tips. I'm Rachel, a wife, mom of six, registered dietitian, and passionate weightlifter. This podcast is for the woman who is tired of not knowing what to do in the gym, frustrated with trying to eat right, but not sure what eating right actually is, and just wants to start seeing some results. If that's you, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about teaching you what you need to do in the gym and the kitchen to lose fat, gain muscle, and be the strongest you've ever been. Are you ready? Let's go. Before we start, I want to share this review from you from Alpine Thriller. They write, I love this podcast. Practical, short and to the point, encouraging, easy to listen to. She explains things really well. Relatable. Wow. Thank you so much for this. Y'all, I read each and every review. And if you have even been helped in a small way by this podcast, would you please do me a favor and leave me a quick written review, preferably on Apple Podcasts. That's the biggest platform. You can do that by going to the podcast on the podcast app not the specific episode. Scroll down to the ratings and reviews section and either tap on the stars to rate it or tap on write a review um, to write a written review. I would really appreciate it and your review may get featured on the show. All right, this episode is going to be really detailed and practical. So take notes. If you haven't listened to part one of this series, pause me for a second and go listen to that um, so that you understand the foundation of why this method I'm going to be teaching you works. If you want to lose fat, we know you need to be in a calorie deficit. We know that you need to be telling your body that you're using your muscles so those are off the table as a fuel source. So practically, what do you do with this? Where can you start? I take two approaches with this. One is a starter approach. It's called the plate method. It's simpler and it's easier, but the trade-off is that there's more room for error. The second approach is a more exact method and more reliable for most people. This is calorie tracking. Most people will start with the beginner approach and then transition to calorie tracking. You can decide which approach is right for you. I'm going to start by discussing the calorie tracking approach first. The calorie tracking approach sounds really scary and time intensive, but I promise if you stick with it, it gets much easier and it really works. I personally use this approach and it's worked really well for me. Side note, if your first response is, I don't have time to track my calories, that's fine. Use the plate method approach. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but let me tell you, If you have time to scroll through Instagram for 30 minutes a day, then you have time to track your calories. It is all about priorities. 
go in your phone and check your app usage on your socials and see if there's opportunity to cut back there so you can put your efforts to something that is going to actually help you achieve your goals. You can use a task app to set up reminders to track your meals at your meal times for the first few weeks if you want to get started with that. So let's go deep into that with the calorie tracking method. Step one, we need to estimate our maintenance calories. This is the amount of calories that you need to eat to stay at the same size you are now. There's a few ways to estimate this. You can use what's called a predictive equation. It's basically a formula where you put in some information about yourself, your gender, your age, your weight and height, and it spits out a calorie number. That's the amount of calories you need for your body to run if you did literally nothing all day but sit around. Then you would multiply that by what's called an activity factor, which is how active you are normally. And um, it would give you a rough estimate of your maintenance calories. I linked a calorie calculator in the show notes for you so you can easily figure this out. These equations aren't perfect, but they're a really good starting point. Alternatively, if you're trying to assess your maintenance calories, you can use just a number multiplied by your body weight. This is the number of calories per pound. For maintenance calories, excuse me, a range of 14 to 16 should get you a rough estimate. Again, this is not perfect. Everyone's metabolism is different but it will give you a starting point for tracking your calories. And I've found they're pretty good. So use this estimate that you were given um, and track your calories well for a few weeks to a month and see what happens. Are you losing weight? Are you gaining weight? Adjust it up or down by 100 calories depending on what's going on. If you are weighing yourself, of course, check if the scale's going up. If you're not weighing yourself, Um, Are you losing inches or centimeters or are your clothes fitting better? It's going to take some time to figure out your maintenance calories, but that's okay because we're in this for the long haul, right? So with maintenance, you know that you are spot on on your calories if nothing's happening, right? You're staying the same. You're not losing inches. You're not gaining inches. You're not losing weight. you're, You're not gaining weight. So this is just a good tool to to really accurately figure out, okay, for me, my body, what is my maintenance level? That's why I said just starting with that. And, you know, if you don't want to um, take the time for that, that's okay. You can use the estimate that you figured out and then you can go on to the next step. The next step is you take your maintenance calorie number and then you cut 20 to 25% off of it. This gives us our calorie deficit. So if I weigh 150 pounds and I use the calories per pound method, I'll just use 15 since it's um, in the middle of of, um, 14 and 16, then my, excuse me, then my maintenance calories would be 1950. Take 25% off of that and I'm at 1462. So you could round to 1475 or 1450. So that would be your fat loss calorie goal. You're gonna try this number for a month 
while weightlifting and see what happens. Don't deviate from the number. Don't do it for one week and then, oh, nothing's happening. I'm going to, you know, adjust down. No, give it a month and then you can adjust it down. Some people will say to only cut 10% off your maintenance number, but I like being more aggressive with it because honestly, results are motivating. Once you start seeing that you're headed in the right direction, your clothes are fitting a little bit looser, um, you're starting to feel better, then it's really motivating to stick with it. Also, I'm a firm believer in being in the fat loss phase for the least amount of time. (laughs) I am going to do an entire episode on how to track calories and record them accurately so that you get the best results Um, because it's a whole thing and it's too much for us to go over right now. And for those of you who immediately hate the thought of tracking your calories, don't leave yet. I like to take the least restrictive approach when it comes to food. You don't have to start by being super exact about it, which is why now we're going to talk about the plate method approach. If you are a complete newbie with eating right, or you haven't really been trying, you may, um, you want to first focus on what's called the plate method, which is where at your lunch and your dinner meal, you eat half of your plate vegetables, a quarter of your plate is protein, and a quarter is a carb food. So for example, half my plate, like at dinner time, half my plate would be green beans, a quarter of my plate is grilled chicken, and a quarter of my plate is half of a roasted sweet potato, and that would fit the plate method. See what doing that for a few weeks does for you. And if you start noticing your clothes fitting better or the scale going down, but you are still upping your weights and reps in the gym, then congratulations, you're losing fat. So to help you with this, I made a free guide for you. It's called A Simple Guide for Fat Loss Without Tracking Calories. You can go to my website to the free resources page, uh, effectivefitnessforwomen.com. And it details this approach. There's um, examples of which foods you can eat. I mean, it's, it's super. I tried to be really, really detailed with it so that you know exactly what you're doing. So on to the next step. This is eat enough protein. Whether you use the plate method or you track your calories, you need to be eating enough protein because we need to give our muscles what they need to recover from lifting weights. Your actual muscle is made up of fibers, and those fibers are made up of protein. Weightlifting tears your muscles and allows them to grow back bigger and stronger. Well, if you're not eating any protein or not enough protein, then your body doesn't have much to use to repair your muscles and grow them stronger. Does that make sense? Protein is so important, especially if you're in a calorie deficit. We're not going to give our body any excuses to use our precious muscle fibers for energy. We want them all to stay in our muscles so we eat enough protein. How much? It's really individual. So the science supports about 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram per day. If you just went, whoa, that is way too complicated, don't freak out yet. Research studies often use kilograms. You figure out how many kilograms you weigh by dividing your weight in pounds by 2.2. So if I weigh 150 pounds, divide that by 2.2, and that means I weigh about 68 kilograms. 
which with that range I gave above, which was 1.6 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram, that would put me at 109 to 136 grams of protein per day. 1.6 times 68 is 109. 2 times 68 is 136. You see how I did that, right? My source that I used here is the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and I found similar recommendations elsewhere as well. I personally have found that eating this amount of protein has worked really well for me. Protein also helps you to feel full. So when you're in a calorie deficit, feeling full is a big plus. If you're doing the plate method, just aim for three to four ounces of a high protein food per meal and one to three high protein snacks. This is all outlined in my in detail in my free guide on my website. Proteins found in so many foods Meat's a big one. Low-fat meats have less calories per ounce than higher-fat ones. So, for example, chicken breast has less calories in one ounce than bacon. Dairy, like Greek yogurt, is a good source. Cottage cheese is a great source of protein. And side note, cottage cheese is like having a moment. I see so many cottage cheese recipes, and I am here for it. Greek yogurt was getting all the attention for a while. I make a cottage cheese cheesecake. This is just, I'm going to digress for a second. So I make this cottage cheese cheesecake as a bedtime snack, and it is delicious. It sounds kind of weird. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And I added it to my free guide as a little bonus for you. It seriously makes me feel satisfied at night because I'm a really big sweets person, and nighttime is the hardest time for me. The cheesecake is super high in protein because of the cottage cheese, but it's not super high in calories because I'm personally in a season of fat loss right now. Okay, so back to protein sources. Seriously, download that free guide and if anything, just for the cheesecake recipe. So other protein sources. Tofu is a great source of protein. Any type of fish, beans, peas, lentils, eggs, these are all good sources of protein. And I talk about all this in my guide. Keep in mind, though, that a lot of plant protein sources like beans and peas will also have carbs in them. So for sure, eat them because they're really healthy for you and they have a lot of fiber. But just be mindful of that. You need carbs to fuel your training. I like to eat a meat or dairy or egg as my primary source of protein if I'm doing the plate method. And then I have my carb be a high protein carb like beans or lentils to give me a little extra protein and fiber. So this week, your practical tip is to eat your protein and lift your weights. Use the info in this episode to see how many calories you need and grams of protein you need. Tell your body that you are using these muscles and give them the protein that they need to grow while eating less calories than you need. And you're gonna lose fat. If you wanna go above and beyond and get results faster, then download a free calorie tracker like my fitness pal and start tracking your calories and protein. It seems like a lot at first, but it works and it gets easier over time. If you don't want to do that, then give the plate method a try and go get my simple guide for fat loss without trying calories on my website. But above all, take action. The reason I give you a practical tip every week is because you need to take action for this to work. Results require action. It's good to learn about something if you want to change or get better at it, but if you never step out and do something about it, then it's a waste of time, right? 
So take action. Stay tuned for next week. Next week, we are going to finish the Nutrition for Fat Loss series by talking about what is sabotaging your efforts. And if you are enjoying this series, please leave me a rating or review. I really appreciate it. Talk to you next week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe. And I would love to see a five-star review from you. This helps other women find this podcast so they can start to get results too. Let's help other women start their fitness journey together.